Hello and welcome to Wild Man Steve's Record Shop, a weekly podcast featuring artists talking about and performing their music in my studio or from a previously made recording. I'm your host, Wild Man Steve, and this is episode 14, featuring David Jacob Strain and Bob Beach. David Jacob Strain is a fierce slide guitar player and a song poet from Oregon. He's known for both his virtuosity and spirit of emotional abandon. His live show moves from humorous, subversive blues to delicate balladry and then swings back to swampy rock and roll. David has appeared at festivals from British Columbia to Australia, including Merlefest, Telluride Blues Festival, Philadelphia Folk Festival, Hardly Strictly Bluegrass, and many more. He's taught at Jormacock-Conan's Fur Peace Ranch, and at 15 years old was on the faculty at Centrum's Blues and Heritage Workshop. On the road, he's shared the stage with Lucinda Williams, Boz Skaggs, with whom he's done over 60 shows, Etta James, Taj Mahal, Tommy Emmanuel, Bob Weir, and many more. He often tours with his friend Bob Beach, whose career has spanned over 45 years. With his roots in blues, rock, and folk, his innate feel for music transcends genre and can be integrated into everything from hip-hop to bluegrass to kids' cabaret and more. We caught up with David in our record shop back in May when he was here for the Opelika Songwriters Festival. And here's what transpired. All right. Hey, David and Bob. How are you guys doing? Steve, good to see you, man. We are doing well. Uh, Man, you guys are just so much fun. I'll tell you what. Now, let me just... You guys both come from Oregon, is that correct? Well, no. not quite. Not I live quite. in Oregon, and Bob lives in uh, Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Wow, right. nice. Uh, gee whiz, you got to go a long way to meet up. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a bi-coastal musical <laughs> relationship. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, it, you guys have been playing together mm. for quite some time, haven't you? It's about nine years, a little more maybe. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like forever. No. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. You guys really... Mm blend so nicely together you work around each other and it's it's really quite thrilling no doubt about it and uh, you know david your your playing is just mesmerizing at times i mean you have such a wonderful uh, command of the slide uh with a national steel or any any kind of guitar but you know even even when you're not playing slide you're doing some cool stuff all the time. Oh, uh, man. How I try to save the coolest stuff for right when Bob's like singing some real intimate lyric or playing <laughs> his you know best harmonica part. But Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, tell me about you mm. know how you got into it and, and how you developed your very unique style. Well, uh, I started playing when I was, uh, when I was eight. My mom bought me a guitar at a garage sale for 10 bucks and brought it home and I I made really really bad noises on it for a while and I didn't even know how to tune it and uh in a way I'm really glad that I had that time with the instrument without any lessons because you know since then it's always been about playing by ear and about trying to to make those sounds that that make me feel something 
And when I when I was uh, when I was nine, I heard Taj Mahal at the Woodsman of the World Hall in Eugene, Oregon. It was Taj Mahal and uh, a great, great songwriter and blues player named Walker T. Ryan uh, played the first set. And I ended up taking some lessons with Walker. But cool. I remember going home from that show and picking up my guitar and like I wanted to make those sounds. I didn't know what kind of music it was. I didn't know that there were all these different genres that Taj was drawing from and that Walker was playing into. I just wanted to make the sound that made me feel feel that way, the way I felt when yeah. I was when I was hearing them. Yep. Did you did you play in you know bands in high school and all that kind of stuff? You know, I really didn't. Yep. I, I I played solo. And I started performing, and I had played like at the Newport Folk Festival before I ever had played with a drummer. Wow! Really, okay. and then, uh, and then when I was I was briefly in college uh, before I dropped out to do music, and and uh, I had a band. Uh, I had a band with with a bunch of cats who've gone on to do much more. Um, uh, lucrative things. The vice president of Facebook was the keyboard player. Um, another friend is like a you know, on his way to being a professor of creative writing. Wow. Um, I'm still a musician, <laughs> but we uh, that was that it was great because we played these parties where it didn't you didn't have to be good, right? And you just it just had to have a good vibe and be something you could dance to. And so that was like permission to 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 do something that I wasn't that good at, which was playing with the rhythm section and learning to play with other people. Dig it. Uh, well, and you are a very accomplished songwriter, uh, as as evidenced on your latest album titled Geneseo. A great record. There's some absolutely mind-numbing good songs on there. Oh, no man, doubt. thank you. But, uh, okay, when when did you write your first song? Well, it, it it wasn't like something I set out to do. Mm -hmm. It was it was more like I I uh, forgot the lyrics to a classic blues <laughs> tune and had to had to fill in with something and and uh, and it, it seemed to work or at least people in the audience didn't notice or complain and uh, and so I just started making stuff up and realizing that that oh I you know I could do an old song or or I could could start to put my own stamp on it. It was a, a long time before I had anything intentional to say and and even now i don't i don't know how to sit down and write a song on purpose uh -huh. i don't i don't really like to know what i'm writing about before the song bef comes you know i find uh -huh. that the, the, the like the little 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 truth with a small t you know that you that you might discover in the process of of uh, a lyric coming out always seems more exciting than anything i might I might, you know, plan or come uh -huh. up with. If if I have too much, you know, intention behind the lyric, it comes out like propaganda. Uh, I get that, yeah. no doubt. That's that's me writing lyrics. They all suck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I just, in a way, like I have, I have more to say. I have more, maybe more craft in what I'm doing now than when I was a teenager making up songs. But, but it's kind of the same process. It's yeah. like, you, I. I switch tunings on the guitar. Maybe one string ends up uh, in the wrong place, and then a new riff comes out, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, some words that seem to fit with that. Uh -huh. And it's maybe more about the sound of the words than the feel of it. And I then I'm just that. following that. And that's you, the same thing I was doing, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> well, uh, do you play with a lot of odd tunings, or you know? I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I. I uh, 
I play a lot of sort of variations on the standard open uh-huh. tunings, if uh-huh. there's such a thing. Open G is a common one in the blues and Hawaiian music, and, sure. and you know variations of that, uh, you know, bluegrass or in, on the dobro, and then and then I, I'll twist it and I'll take the A string or the B string down to an A. Cool. Um, so I have a a, a, sus, a sus chord, um, or sometimes tune the bottom string down to a C and. Lately, I've been writing stuff where I'm in an open tuning, but I'm playing out of a different key. Might hmm. be an open G, but I'm the song is in the key of C or uh-huh. in the key of D. Um, it just seems like it it gives you different possibilities, especially with the open strings. Absolutely. Um, I know there's there's one song we we might do from Geneseo called Josephine, mm-hmm. which is almost in standard tuning. It's it's one string away. <laughs> the G string is just tuned half a step flat to F sharp. Wow! And it just gives in the key of E. It gives this little um, that top note there. Yeah. Yeah. And so that can be ringing. That's cool. definitely works it just has a mood to it it does no doubt Uh, bob i'm not going to leave you out of this conversation uh now you have been you are a monster harmonica player i mean you have such wonderful taste to work around the rhythms and uh, and the harmon the harmonic structure i i just love the way uh, when you get, when you're kind of vamping, f- oh, and you're you know, somebody's he's singing a vocal or something like that, you're just kind of going, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, kind of hitting the backbeat. And Is that what he's doing? <laughs> well, kind of like that. You know? <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of bluegrass mandolin players. Really. I would really? see. That's I would not doubt that. That that actually is kind of what yeah. I hear. A lot of your rhythm playing is kind of that chop. There. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's it really adds a lot to the to the overall rhythmic structure and just the body of the sound that you guys are playing and you know, putting out. And so, uh, so, so, how how long have you been playing uh, harmonica? time is it uh, it's, it's been quite a while I, I started kind of by accident when I went to college uh-huh. way back in 1966 oh, and you do all kind of stuff besides playing with David uh, uh, yeah. I mean uh, the couple of CDs you gave me are just chock full of you fronting bands and doing all kind of neat stuff i mean tell us about some of that well i i just uh it's a lot of local bands they did original stuff over the years and i started out in western pennsylvania i uh, was out there for about the first 30 years or so and then have been in philadelphia now the last 20 which is the city i grew up in but uh, i went to western pennsylvania for school and ended up playing music and never finishing school and <laughs> just playing music and realizing I could get paid for it. Yeah. Not much, but I was getting paid, so <laughs> it was good enough for me. That's where, that's where it's at. Well, uh, David, tell us about Geneseo and the making of it. This is, a, you know, your most recent album, and it is a very powerful album, in my opinion. Tell me about making it. Thank you. Well, boy, that was a, it was a, it was a, 
it was an album that 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 didn't quite happen the way I planned it. Really? Um, yeah, I I, uh, I had written most of the songs. Uh, three or four of them came all in one day. Wow. Josephine, Broken Bell, um, and a few others. And and uh, and I met a guy uh, who was a, another songwriter who had a he had an old church. Uh, uh, actually, it was part of the Underground Railroad. That's how old it was. Um, I think it was built in 1820 in in uh, in Western New York, and uh, I met him at a gig, and he said, "Come check out my studio." It was in the church, and uh, he had this wild collection of instruments. Some of them really beautiful, you know, uh, valuable instruments, uh -huh. Hammond B3s, and then other really um, like bizarre, handmade, you know, sometimes toys, and. Uh, and it just seemed like a really creative place, and so we 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 set about recording there, and we we recorded my parts to um, either just me solo, or we would we would get like a, a rhythm track going with a with like a a really early analog drum machine, wow. um, and uh, we'd run it through like a guitar amp and distort it, and mostly that didn't make it into the final record, but it was something to play to, and then. And then we went to we went to L.A. and we were supposed to have a great drummer Matt Chamberlain play drums on uh -huh. it, and he got a call to rescue some big tour in Europe. Their drummer had overdosed or something, and Matt 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 left for Europe the morning that he was supposed to do our session. Oh my god! Um, we got a, you know L.A. is full of great drummers, and Scott Seaver ended up coming in, and uh, Johnny Flower, who was playing with uh, Ryan Adams and some other <laughs> folks at that time, and. Uh, um uh david from uh from counting crows came and played on so all these la sort of this mix of what we had done sort of in just the middle of nowhere in western new york and then these la players um and and then just before we were supposed to mix it we we had a couple weeks off i went on the road and um and the guy that i was working with he he took it back to the studio and he 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 kind of went crazy and he overdubbed like hundreds of instruments. I mean, he had hundreds of instruments there to overdub, but when he sent, he sent the tracks to the mix engineer with no labeling oh and the mix God. engineer had no, idea. so I got the first, the first mix back and my guitar wasn't even on it. Oh um, and, and then the second mix and my guitar wasn't on it. It turns oh out God. he didn't know he was missing the track cause it just wasn't labeled. Right. And in the end, uh, I, I I, I had run out of money and run out of time, and the keyboard player that I was playing with locally said, "Hey, listen, I got a laptop with Pro Tools on it. Why don't I show you how it works?" And <laughs> and uh, so I had to like sort of somewhere in there was the record that we had intended to make, and we dug through and and I think we found it, and and uh, in the process I learned how to engineer, which was really <laughs> like an unexpected bonus. bonus. <laughs> no, very cool. Well, it, uh, yeah, I think you found it. It's a really good record. And I think everyone listening to this podcast should go to your website and buy it, right? Oh, right. That's, uh, that's what I think anyway. You know, but <laughs> anyway, so uh, enough of my yapping. Uh, why don't we get to some plan here? Ladies well, and gentlemen, here's David Jacob Strain and Bob Beach. Josephine loves me 
Like the 4th of July When she's above me My heart beats out of time Josephine loves me God knows the reason why She's got eyes like a lion Great long curly hair She's got eyes like a lion Great long curly hair I've got a noonday shadow You won't know it's there Josephine loves me like the 4th of July. She's above me, her heart beats out of time. Josephine loves me. Don't even have to try. Thank you, Steve. Is 
just such a well-crafted song. It just, it, it just is, you know, really. Thank you. It's a, it's a great one, no doubt about it. One of the highlights on this baby, on this uh, CD. Uh, but uh, there are many highlights. We'll leave you with a live. We have a live recording of that as well. That oh, cool. Probably features Bob a little more. We'll make sure to leave that with you. Yay. <laughs> well, mind if we try uh, try something a little, little newer? Hasn't been recorded yet. Please. I can't wait for the album to come out now for a day. We're we're working on it. (laughs) Excellent. That's what I wanted to hear. No doubt about it. Plus, uh, you know, don't stop now. Keep play me something else that's really cool. You got me all. Here's one that's even newer. (laughs) Yay.
look so bad You crazy old fox Ready for your close-up In your fresh pine box Well, I wonder what you'd say Man, if you could still talk I hear the gravel in your voice It's like diesel on the rocks And they say it was a battle Between your heart and your brain Just like some dry river Thunder, it brings the rain. Here's a little blessing, man, you once gave to me. Said the words were a gift. I had to rob the melody. A little slip of fortune One lost crumb of truth Written on white paper In the back of a red leather boot They say it was a battle Between your heart and your brain Like some Dry river when the thunder and brings a rain. I've seen him in the canyon digging in the mud. His eyes were silver and his fur. Flames don't get you, where the mudslides will.
That is an intense tune. I really like that one, too. Mm. Gee whiz, you keep pulling out these great <laughs> new songs. I'm loving it, no doubt, man. Fantastic. Uh, folks, uh, I highly recommend that you go to the website, uh, www.davidjacobs-strain. That's right. And, uh, hey, buy some stuff. You'll be glad you did, no doubt. I love everything I've got of yours, man. You know, folks can, uh, can stream... Um, everything that's up there and check it out and listen to it before they, uh, you know, before you commit, you can, nice. uh, you can take a listen. Nice. Very cool. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in today to the record shop. Uh, it is a thrill and an honor to have you. No question about it. Can I talk you out of one more song? I think we could do sure. one more. You want to do Hurricane Bob? Feel like that? <laughs> you might have to tune for a moment. It takes Bob a while to get all those harmonicas into I like, uh, you know, I like that old uh, Chinese uh, song called Tune Ing. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's it.
What a great song. I love that one so much. Oh, man, Steve, thank you for having us. Thank, thank you, you for coming in, you guys, no doubt. Bob, do you have a website as well? BobBeach.net. There you go, folks. Check them out. You'll be glad you did, no doubt about it. Thanks for coming in the record shop, guys, and I can't wait to see you the next time. Our pleasure. Have a good All right. We will uh, come back in our next episode for more fun and thrills galore. David Jacobs, Strain, and Bob Beach will be performing January 26, 2020 at the Soundwall in Opelika, Alabama. Tickets available through eventbrite.com. Check out David at his website, www.davidjacobs-strain.com. And tune in next week for more fun in the record shop.